0: Hey, welcome back to after hours here on barbecue nation. This is the part of the show where I guess we can swear and make rude bodily (laughs) noises, but, um, it's always fun. We've got Will Homer today with us, my friend and COO of painted Hills, natural beef. And Will has been a great sounding board for barbecue nation over the years to kind of give us the flip side, as far as where you get your beef and how it's coming and, the different issues that affect the ranchers and farmers that, you know, grow this and raise this commodity. And it, it's, yeah. you know, I think it's been some really great information we've shared over the years with people. Um, maybe it may, I hope it makes them think. I hope so. Bit.
1: Yeah. I get, I get excited because I live on a ranch and I grew up on the ranch and we do all the cowboy side, you know, and the cowboy mm-hmm. side gets all excited about its side and it, but it ends when they shoot, you know, when the animal goes up the chute, And so I like to try and fill people in as to the other side, you know, what happens when it comes back out as the boxes and how, what's it take to get to where it gets? Because I know it's a mystery, you know, it does not come out of the backside of that, that machine as a ribeye steak, it comes out as a big old chunk and somebody else uses their craftsmanship to turn it into something that makes someone pick it up.
0: Right. Right. I remember your dad told me one time, one of the first times I was over to see you guys, long time ago and i don't know if he was feeling sentimental that night there was a picture it was a picture of a truck and a trailer you know cattle hauler type thing and he said it was on the wall in their house i was staying with them you know um and he said that's the first load that we ever took out for painted for the brand painted natural beef i said really he goes I really got emotional about that. Yeah. And I thought he was joking with me until I turned around and looked at his face and he wasn't. Yeah. He goes, that was really hard to send that first load of cattle out to the plant. Yeah. I said, well, do you feel that way now? No, 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 But he, I think he had so much pride in finally accomplishing his dream. And here was the first, you know, 80 head or whatever you got in that, in that uh, double, double, you know, right. That, went there and i think he was very i think that probably would make you emotional if you finally the culmination of all this work over the years and it finally came true and
1: you know your first crop as it were well you got to remember too his dad always told him you stay the hell away from that feed yard that was a terrible place to be yeah (laughs) feeding cattle is is a lot like Oh, well, hell, I don't even know what to tell you what it's like. But, it's but you know, there's always the worst stories make the news, right? Right. And so when you feed cattle, you never hear about the guy who came out of it alive. You always hear about the guy who got his head tore off. And so my my grandfather, you know, don't feed cattle, don't feed cattle. That's a bad place. Don't go to the feed yard. And so my dad, when he sent a load of cattle to feed yard to feed, it's like, oh, my God, what, what does this mean? You know, what is this? How does this work? And so
0: yeah i went to one of your feed yards up in uh pasco Uh uh-huh back when we were doing the videos and Uh stuff for you and i gotta tell you i've been in a lot of feed yards i've been in a lot of auction yards and stuff in my life that was the cleanest operation i had seen for a
1: feedlot. Sure. Absolutely spotless. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's no different. It's a grocery store, but for cattle, you know, yeah. so you got to keep things clean and keep it cleaned up. And the bunks are, the bunks are fed three times a day and they're fed because they're clean. You know, it's right. not because they don't just feed old hay on top of old hay. Like we did the horses in the barn, you know, right. up at the house. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a business adventure. Those cattle have to perform. They have to be in the best conditions available because, uh, I'm the guy who owns the cattle is a customer. Right. right? And right. and it's a competitive business too. So like all competitive businesses, you got to do the best job for the best return. Well, I
0: tell you, you know,
1: I was really impressed up there. Um, cause I, we kind of drove
0: around and then I kind of walked around between some of the pens and, and looked around and I thought, man, this is cleaner than my barn, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And my barns were always pretty clean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But this, this was, uh, this was very, very spotless. So the big push we've, we've touched on this briefly in other shows. Grass-fed beef. Okay. Yes. Um, pretty much all beef at one time or another is grass-fed.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, when they're in the past, 300 million cow beef, cows and 90 million dairy cows. So a uh, dairy cow dairy guy in Tillamook might argue his cattle are grass-fed, but a dairy guy in. In uh, the one in Boardman, the cow never saw a blade. So, you know, but but most beef cows, as we know them, yeah, the whole purpose of a beef cow is to graze land you can't farm with a tractor. And take that old, rough, nasty grass that you and I tried to eat. We'd starve to death because we don't have the right stomach for it. They right. have a ruminant stomach that can digest that. They got four of them. Yeah. Turn that into turn that into uh, into energy and then turn that into the best protein available. And it's an amazing magic feature. But, yeah, they eat the grass to get there. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, you know, when they say, I just want grass-fed, it's like, I, it's a great marketing trick as far as I'm concerned. I'll take, I'll take the finished cattle any day.
1: It's all about the, it's all about the consumer. You know, the, the original push was for the Omega threes versus the Omega sixes. And I'll be honest with you. I never dove into that science. I never latched on, even though I have a grass bed program of my own, because I've got to give the customer what they've asked for. Sure. But it, it, it didn't take very long for those not in the grass-fed side or those feeding cattle in the industry to say, look, you get your omega-3s from the fish, little bit of fish you're eating. And to make up for the change of omega-6s and omega-3s, you'd have to eat like 65 pounds of beef a week or something like that. And we only eat 58 pounds a entire year. So it's not feasible, right? It's not, it's just not fiscally feasible. You can't afford that much beef a week. Right. So, so it's not in the conversation. So today it's just, uh, it's something, it's really for a consumer who's, Uh, just made that decision for themselves and that and that suits them and and that's that's fine and most of our ground most of our grass-fed beef sells as fresh grind in a store Uh, i'll tell you the best way to eat it i make a hot dog (laughs) and the hot dog is really good and so yeah a zinner's here in portland makes it and and they do a great job and it's a great hot dog and that's the best way to eat grass-fed beef
0: i think with a
1: lot of worcestershire Sauce, worcestershire, or worcestershire
0: sauces. or what's that here sauce yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that or if it's you know um you're right your hot dogs are wonderful um
1: you're burning germans are you still making those uh we are we're all we're gonna find ourselves in a little bit of a lull here we're actually working with Zeners to take that over we've been booted out of our current production so We'll have those back pretty quick. Yeah, they'll be they'll probably be a little different, but uh, and the regular ones too. Germans in the the regular the regular yeah the the Germans in the burn and Germans are finding a new home. Okay. Yeah. There you go.
0: Yep. They're they're pretty dang good,
1: and it's good because of the beef that we use in it. I mean, I'm I'm a real believer. I I I like to chase the recipe. I don't own the recipe. I should probably develop myself someday, but uh, it's about the beef. It's about the beef we put in it and makes sure it, makes it have that flavor. So I have faith that whoever I go to, and we've been with Zenner's in the past and they've done some really good stuff. So we'll, we'll it'll be good in the future.
0: Well, they're all good. Yeah. They're all good. <clears throat> um, what kind of input when you work in it? Cause painter Hills is
1: for lack of a better term, is kind of a co-op in a way uh, you've got members yeah. i call it an alliance. An alliance we have seven owners uh owning ranch ranching owners or ranchers that will be at a board meeting on friday that i need to get home and get prepared for but and you're looking uh, forward to that uh, oh it's all right gabrielle covers my butt so it's okay she does she has all the answers i just sit there and act like i know what i'm doing and uh but then the we have a number of producers that a lot of cattle we buy for the program where producers don't really want to feed them, but they want to sell them to us to go through that risky part we just talked about. And then there are some proud producers that want to be part of a program. And when they go into a store, if they go into a store, because most of these producers are farther away from you than I am. But when they go in and they see painted Hill, they can say, Hey, Hey, I'm part of that program. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 But the, but but we never created an official co-op profit sharing and organization and other inputs and all that because you could find yourself in a position where you can't make any decisions, and and this is uh this business even though we have seven owners, uh, my father is the dreamer and the driver and the he's the king and. Uh, <laughs>
0: I, I, I've, I've got no, I got no qualms with that description. of and,
1: and, and to be where we are today, as we've gone with, the it's just fine. It's working just fine. Yeah. So, um, we won't upset that. So you still come in home. and plop on the couch. Oh God. We only, I tell people when he comes in, he only comes in when it's hot, when it's cold, when it's raining, when it's not. And make sure our air conditioner working. And, yeah, he's – in fact, the other day he found me in a different job that I, I do on the side. I work on a computer for another business he owns – and he found me down there. The air conditioner was on. Hey, what are you doing? So, yeah, oh yeah. There goes your hour or yep, two was. or the rest of the Luckily, day. Luckily, right now we have two interns, two young ladies come to us. We like to share our knowledge, everything we know. We like to share as much as we can and sure. and so I was hiding at my other business and I rolled in yesterday to watch a webinar I told you about and and Harry's uh, got both of them cornered in the corner. Oh, and he's working them over about how what's going on back at the ranch and how they're managing their cattle and how they're Oh my gosh. The poor girls. I got to tell you folks, if you ever get a chance to actually talk to
0: Merton Homer, Will's dad, the founder, if you will, the king, yeah, the king. it's an experience you'll never forget. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's, it's wonderful, but you'll never forget. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, no. No. no, 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 no. I think, I think it's, it's so good. What's in the future. You you know, we talked, we talked many times on the show when you've been on here about, you have to predict stuff and, um, for I, the fall and what have you, but go out a couple of years and tell me what oh you're God. thinking for painted
1: Hills. I can't think that far out. Sure. You can. Well, cattle will get yeah. short in supply in two years and, and prices will get high. Prices of beef will be high, but Uh, packing costs and cattle costs will be higher and we'll, we'll lose lots of money. And we'll just hope to get through that. We'll find a life life raft of some kind to get through that. And then we'll come back into this, but we're hoping that the price of beef today, as you know, it, as you've seen it will somehow stick and hold it together because, the cattlemen will get their side of this swing again. So, you know, we've, the grass fed side is, is a grass fed stuck. It's kind of stuck in where it is. And, uh, and we've got, I've got a customer asking me about the hottest, latest, greatest thing with Wagyu. And I don't know, I'm thinking about it, but Wagyu cattle are not beef cattle. They're not related. They may have four legs and a tail and be fuzzy, but no self-respecting cowboy wants a Wagyu animal. And so it, it's tough. It's going to be tough. I went to my dad, and he's the cattle guy. He's the guy in charge. And I said, hey, I got this customer. I think I have a customer for Wagyu. I think I have a place to make it into boxes. Where do we find it? And he goes, and he said, oh, I don't know, I don't know. He came back the next day, and he says, you know what? He says, we can take these cattle and these cattle and this guy over here, and, this, and we can mix it, and we can have something just as good and i said no 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 you don't understand why goo business is about the name so we have to have the name over here and the name on the box and the name to the customer they don't really care what's in the box they just want to know they have the name tracked yeah. to the whole thing yeah so it's a, it's going to be a, that's going to be a new adventure it might it be the same as me messing with chickens cuz i just it's a different animal it's really different process so
0: well you know if you if you follow competitive barbecue which is really small in comparison to all the people that do barbecue yeah. and our grill in the, in this country and around the world competitions, you know, 15, 20,000 people out of a hundred million that, that have a barbecue on their back porch or something. Yeah. But when you do that, you know, in the competitions they're looking at now they're using Wagyu briskets, Yeah, you know, and those things are, you know 2 300 a pop yeah. that they're using for competitions the average person probably isn't going to want to go first buy one and then mess with it especially if they screw it up um you know for their weekend parties or what have you you notice that all the guys that are using wagu are sponsored in one form or another so they get some spiff for for doing that but anyway i uh, I don't want to offend any people that are raising wagyu. I know a couple of people that do that, but it, to me, it's a fad. I don't know.
1: I you know, I'm it's sure a, it'll it's be around. The, it's the next. It's the next evolution, right? We go from select beef to choice beef. Now all grocers, almost all grocers, are dealing in choice, and then we got prime, and prime's spewing all over the place, and and wagyu is seen as the next level of marbling, which is what they're selling. And so I I see they've got the, you know, there's a group here in the Northwest that's got the corner on the market and they're supplying all those briskets to those professional guys and, and they're doing a a good job with it. And so I I think it's, it's just going to take a lot of people venturing outside of the norm. And, and I am such a, I'm such a protectionist as to, you know, just keep the company alive and manage the next wave. It's hard for me to venture out and be that Merton Homer that says, why hell we'll give it a try. Yeah. You know, and so that's the, that's the part that's going to be tough. It's going to be, I going to have to, well, hell, we're going to give it a try and it's going to be, yeah, we'll try. I think just managing Merton Homer. Oh tough. my God. Yeah. Yeah, hey, your mom's always there though. She, oh.
0: I hope so. Yeah. Keep, keep him, keep him in line. Will, thanks for coming. Sure. It's always been a pleasure. Will Homer, COO. Ed Mahoo there, computer fix-it guy at at Painted Hills Natural Beef located in Fossil, Oregon. And if you do, like I said, if you ever get out in this part of the country or if you're here here in Portland and you don't know where Fossil is, go up uh, I-84, hang a right on 97, like you're going to head down and um, go down there. You can yeah, find
1: it. It's actually on 19 or 19. Highway yeah. 19. Don't yeah. get on 97. You get killed over there. <laughs> but I, I will tell you that most people get a bag of jerky if they could bother to come in and say hi. So we'll, uh, kind of, I'm going to drive over there. Yeah. There you go. Next week.
0: Anyway, we'll be back next week. Uh, get your stuff ready for father's day coming up. Um, you know, if you, if your dad's still around and all that and, uh, have a good time till then take care everybody. And remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it.